Conversation cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this Titanic Tuesday, the 17th day of January 2023. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the, head, the uh, Horn chat room during the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the Great Globe Round and whatever time it happens to be where you are when you're listening to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast and or, or listening live. Thank you for participating in this most unique little broadcast endeavor. I'm off, awfully glad to have this community and for this community to have each other. Hi, I'm Robin. Um, and like I said, it is Titanic Tuesday, and we have oh, we have a veritable we have a veritable um, steamship full of Titanic intellectual recall. We celebrate Titanic Tuesday every week as a manifestation of 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 the tremendous right wing Titanic intellect that is ever driving us toward the uh, toward the iceberg in the uh, silly hope that somehow they, 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 the titanic intellects, will prevail. They won't. No, they won't. Uh, but if you do pop by the chat room right now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Theo and Squeaky and Rick in Europe and Irish Dave and Anatole. Hey, y'all. Uh, hope it's wonderful where you are. It's not awful here. It's just, you know, January. Oh, one of these days, you know, I'll hit the lottery and, you know, maybe maybe I'll do January from Oz or New Zealand or Chile or something. Uh, or, uh, well, you, you get the idea, somewhere that it's not freaking frigid. Uh, but here we are. It's not terrible outside. And uh, actually, I don't even think the heater's going right now, which is uh, a blessed relief. Uh, by the way... Uh, I hesitate to mention this, but I'm the only moderator in the chat room right now. That probably means that we will be be beset by brain any moment now. 
Ugh. Oh well. Um. Let me. Uh, At any rate, though, uh, thank you uh, for being part of this conversation. And every program, uh, in addition to that, begins with gratitude. And we say thank you to our 17th day. And wow, January's blazing past us. 17th day of the month uh, subscriber. That means thank you to our buddy Gary, labor man, out in New Mexico. Thank you so much. Uh, fundraising goal stands at $480. So uh, hopefully we'll knock some of that down. We're on the great Save Robin's car. Ah, uh, uh, crew, well, not crusade, endeavor, effort. It seems like it's nothing but bills uh, as far as the eye can see. Um, you know, in, inflation and economic downturns kind of suck, and I know it does uh, for everybody. So uh, my gratitude is, is double um, what it already was because I know what a struggle this is. Hey, there's uh, Steve. There's Steve from Georgia Stan, uh, pinch hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all-around great guy. Uh, I got your back. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. I, I, I hate being... Uh, I hate being by myself in the chat room because I don't, I don't know nothing about no moderating. I just don't. Uh, Ralph says, but Robin, if you moved to Australia or New Zealand, you'd have to get up at 6 a.m. the day before. <laughs> yeah, but then I'd know the lottery numbers. No, no, it doesn't work that way. But I don't know. I, I always, my birthday's in January. I'm a little Aquarius girl, and I always. Uh, I always wondered what it would be like to go somewhere that it was warm on my birthday. Because they've all been cold or gray or wet. Anyway, uh, nonetheless, maybe maybe, maybe I don't have to shoot. I think it's like 60, 70 degrees down where uh, Miss Terry is, but that would involve taking my life into my own hands and going to Talabama. Uh, no, Roger, the, the, show is, the show is not, I mean, I think I was maybe one minute late, but no. We've been going for mm, about seven minutes now. Uh, thank you. Roger's in the chat room now, so I feel, uh, with Roger and, uh, and Steve in there, I don't feel so, uh, well, um, Twitter-pated <laughs> at the prospect of needing to brain bash and not having my brain, my, my brain bashing contingent on hand. Yeah. But it is, most assuredly, Titanic Tuesday. And we have, we have some real top-shelf examples of Titanic intellect to get into. Looks like, according to uh, some reports, that our two, well, favorite is the wrong word, but the two most noteworthy... Um, idiots in the House of Representatives are maybe not feeling so uh, kindly toward one another. Apparently back on the first day of the weaker speaker's desperate effort to 
do whatever it was that he wanted by becoming speaker, you know, a man of silly putty, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, the resident seventh graders of the maggot caucus got into it in the ladies' room of the Capitol. Oh, dear heavenly me. Mm. Yeah, they got into a screaming match in the potty. And they wonder about, and they worry about the trans girls. Uh, that's right, marginal trailer queen and Lauren Bobblehead Bubert, um, who run around barking and grunting and hooting about how women like me are a threat in the restroom. Well, they just about came to blows, uh, shrieking at each other. Um, Marginal Trailer Queen was apparently leaving a stall when she went after Clanny Oakley because Clanny Oakley was out there supporting, uh, you know, ABK, anybody but Kevin, for speaker. And she said, you were taking millions of dollars from McCarthy, but you refused to vote for him for speaker, Lauren? And then uh, Lauren Bobblehead Boobert, you know, and who is probably a foot and a half shorter than Marginal Trailer Queen, who isn't that tall to begin with. Robin, stop with the short shaming. No, no. Um, she 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 stormed out like the, well. Uh, uh, Lauren said, "Don't be ugly." And then, uh, according to the witness, she ran out like a little schoolgirl. And the only thing she would say when someone asked her about it was, See you later, bye. Jesus, it is seventh grade. Representative Debbie Dingell of Michigan, a Democrat, was in the ladies' room for all of it. And uh, Debbie Dingell, having, well, some decorum, said, What happens in the ladies' room stays in the ladies' room. Oh, Debbie, come on. Spill the tea, honey. Uh, <laughs> so, well, you know, come on. Let's you and her fight. I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Jesus. It, it, the House of Representatives. A historic body that has seen greats like, oh, John Quincy Adams, who after being president came back to the House and worked for the remainder of his career to end the enslavement of millions of Americans. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, who spent one term in the House... Madison, Monroe. And now it's down to seventh grade slap fights between a couple of right wing goddamned idiots. Well, O tempores, O mores, right? 
and I guess the two are at, at, at on, on different sides of what may be, turn out to be the maggot presidential fight of 2024. Um, marginal trailer queen has already come out and uh, begun uh, the the process of abasing herself before her orange cheddar god emperor while Plenty Oakley is saying I just love I just love Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Huh. Yeah. Um what's that Lee? Uh the fight in the ladies' restroom. Wait, weren't there mag weren't the magnetometers gone? No gun? Okay, you get a so much, Lee says, for a happy ending. Yeah, it would. <laughs> oh my God! And Ralphs was thinking the same thing. At least they don't have pistols to duel with. Give them a minute, Ralphs. Give them a minute. We can hope. Uh, Steve in New York asking, uh, Clanny Oakley and Marginal Trailer Queen, which one's the hair puller? Why does one only one of them have to be the hair puller? They can both be the hair pullers. Uh, Dave in the Blind says, uh, two congresswomen fighting in the ladies' room. Um, Marge, Lauren, I have only one piece of advice for you two girls. Get a room, and I don't mean the ladies' room. There are plenty of swanky hotels in D.C. would love to have you. Energize the economy and get a room there. Uh, it, it signed your buddy, Dave in the Blind, liberal helper. And I helped. Yes. I'm 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 here for this. I'm I'm here for just an endless feud. Hatfields and McCoys, uh, Trailer Queen and Clanny Oakley. I know this is a very this is a very shallow thing to begin the program on, but then again, it's Titanic Tuesday, and well, shallow things often happen on Titanic Tuesday. Oh, and by the way, uh, just a quick program note. I mean, not a program note, but uh, Tara and I will be filling in this evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for uh, Mike Malloy and the Malloy program. He's having studio problems. And so we've been sort of, uh, well, we've been, we've been standing in the breach while uh, those problems get sorted out. Um Uh, Theo says, uh, hey, Robin, hey, Theo, someone online posited the question of who, Bobert or Marginal Trailer Queen, we'd root for in a cage match. My reply, a jammed lock on the cage door. Yes, exactly. Two go in, none come out. Right? That's what we're looking for. You know, people would probably... Line up for the pay-per-view for that. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing, although I can't be sure. I'm guessing Marginal Trailer Queen would have the uh, would have the reach on Bobblehead Boobert, and then it becomes a question of do we allow firearms in this? But I think you'd have to have some sort of like it would block the view because you'd have to have some way to keep the uh, audience from getting shot. Maybe you know what would be put them in the steel cage and tell them they can have firearms, 
but only firearms that were available in 1787 within the ambit of the original intent of the framers of the Constitution. Maybe a matched pair of dueling pistols. Maybe a six-foot-long flintlock muzzle loader. Jesus, watching those two try to figure that out could be well. It could it could go on in in into the into the wee morning hours of the morning, but it sure would be fun. It'd be a blast, as a matter of fact. Ooh, see what I did there? Don't try this at home. But that's not all there is. That's just a little silliness. That's just a little amuse-bouche to begin the uh, evening's repast. And this, of course, and, and here now, a case of, I say it here, it comes out there. A case of, another case of being so far out in front of the curve, we feel like we're on straight road. What I predicted a month or more ago has, in fact, come true. An outfit in Arizona, Stan, is now polling the relative positions of Carrie Lake, Ruben Gallego, and Kurtzy and Kirsty Cinema. Because apparently nobody's interested in Blake Musters uh, or any of the other Arizona maggot weirdos. Carrie Lake has uh, still not conceded the Arizona governor's race. There's no requirement for a concession, but it just kind of goes to show what a freaking idiot she is. But everyone over the everyone in Arizona now is assuming that she will in fact be the maggot party nominee for Senate in 2024. Just as I predicted. She has not announced that she's running for the seat and that's kind of a problem for her because before it would sort of be implicit that if she announced that she was a candidate for Senate, that she would be de facto admitting that, well, no, she didn't, uh, well, she got beat in the governor's race. She lost, by the way, of course, to Katie Hobbs by more than 17,000 votes. She still has a bullshit legal challenge out there to uh, the, the results. Oh, back to the uh, back to the seventh grade slap fight in the girls' room. Uh, Darlene in Connecticut asks, is Debbie Dingle going high when they go low? Fuck that shit. Spill it, Debbie. If the shoes were on the other feet... You're not wrong, Darlene. Stop covering for these idiots, making them look better than they are. This is an example of how Democrats don't fight fire with fire, and it pisses me off because we told them to fight fire with fire in the midterms. Wake up, Democrats. You're not wrong. No, you aren't. Come on, spill the tea. It's piping hot. Uh, 
Albert in Rhode Island says, if two loons shot each other on the floor of Congress, who would get blamed if one of them died? They might be confused if they had to reload their flintlock pistols. Well, I'm, I'm hoping they'd probably manage to shoot themselves. I mean, hoping, probably. Not a good word. I mean, you don't want to. Sometimes it's hard to be a decent person. Can you ju- can you can you just see the two of them sitting there with their little match dueling pistols with the little you know the little foot long uh, uh, rods and you know, tamping the powder down and tamping the ball and the patch down and then what bang mm. it, I know I can I can feel it's. Kind of like romper room. I can feel the power of the smiles that are happening even now. Uh, Randy Radar says, you don't quite get how sociopaths work. There's initially a lot of heat, but not much light. But over time, they form a pecking order, sort of like hermit crabs lining up to get their new shells. Uh, By the way, sociopaths are narcissists who lie. And yet, the funny thing is, if you told them their lives depended on it, neither Marginal Trailer Queen nor Clanny Oakley could spell narcissist or sociopath. But anyway, back to back to Arizona, Stan. I did find this interesting. Uh, they polled a three-way race. And... Y'all, this is not encouraging. Granted, it's early, but it's not encouraging. Uh, the uh, the poll was by an outfit called Blueprint Polling, and it was predicated upon an an, an idea where, well, Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema runs as an independent, Carrie Lake runs as the maggot nominee, and Ruben Gallego runs as the Democratic nominee. The results are, hmm, less than encouraging. The top vote getter, not really, but you know what I mean, uh, in this scenario, is Carrie Lake. In this early poll, she pulled down 36% of the respondents. Ruben Gallego pulled down 32% of the respondents, and Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema, 14%, otherwise known as just watching, a little above the margin of error. Um, the survey also found that the senator, Cinema, who... Uh, shivved the Democratic Party, gathers support from both Republicans and Democrats. According to the Blueprint poll, her cinema's uh, best chance might be for the Republican Party to nominate a candidate so flawed that moderate and conservative voters would abandon that person for the independent cinema. Well, right now it looks like Carrie Lake isn't quite flawed enough. But you have to figure that 
in this in this polling scenario, Kirstie and Kirsten Cinema, uh, well, her 14 percent would just about have to be more Democrat than Republican. So if it was a, a two-way race between uh, Ruben Gallego and Carrie Lake right now, Gallego would probably be polling uh, greater than 40 percent, and possibly more than Carrie Lake. This sets up a nightmare scenario in a couple of years. Meanwhile, back here in almost level West by cold uh, Manchinia stand, Joe to the mansion born is uh, behind the scenes, probably wondering if his old uh, his old buddy down to the Greenbrier, uh, make West Virginia great big old go- Governor Jim Justice is going to run for Senate. He said something recently about, in no way, shape, form, or fashion would I ever not want to do the best thing by the people of West Virginia. Oh, dear. So we've already got Alex Looney Mooney in the race for Senate. Jim, uh, well... Make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice jumping in would make things a little bit more sketchy. And you gotta wonder if you gotta wonder if either one of those could beat him and it's not encouraging. So theoretically you've got a situation right now where two incumbents running in twenty four, uh, a, a uh, an election year in which Democrats have to defend 24 seats, and Republicans only have to defend 10. We may—it's very easy to say, say that we may maybe and and you know John Teaster in Montana's another one, and Montana's gone batshit crazy. Mm, thinking about 2024 gives me the fan tods. I know it's 20—it's January of 2023. We got plenty of time. No, we don't. So, you know, all your time to yeah, time to haul them up around your shoulder blades because it's going to get weird. Of course, it's been weird for a while. Yeah, uh, uh, Ralphs, you've got it there. Frell says, uh, 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 says uh, Ralphs, so unless Arizona has a runoff election, Kirsten would F up the election. Well, she could F up a one-car parade, so, yeah, in point of fact, she would. Apparently, there's a uh, there was another poll out according to uh, Lee in New York. First poll of Arizona Senate relay, uh, race released. Uh, will Kirsten Cinema run for re-election? Will the Democrats run Ruben Gallego? Someone else? Nobody. Who will the Republicans run? Nonetheless, it at least possible is possible to make some educated guesses, which is what uh, public policy polling did. They the results they got are based on the presumption that, again, it would be Carrie Lake. In a three-way matchup, Lake 41%, Gallego 40 and Cinema 13. In a head-to-head matchup, Gallego and Lake, Gallego leads 48 to 47, 
in a head-to-head matchup between Cinema and Lake. Lake leads 42 to 39. This is going to be uh, a mess. Uh, that's a complicated political science term, a mess. But that's it, there's so much more. And I've been uh, I moved this one to the top of the stack just because it has so many little little subtopics in it. We have to go to Texas for this. Now, Texas, by the way, where on the day after Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, birthday holiday, we find out that Texas uh, has the Texas Senate, of course it has to go to the Texas House, but the Texas Senate has now passed a bill that makes sure that no one in Texas or no one in schools in Texas are taught about Martin Luther King Jr., are taught about suffrage issues, are taught about Native American history. None of those things will be part of the required curriculum in Texas. They'll probably replace all of it with, uh, you know, Donald Trump crossing the Delaware. Our pal Joy in Ann Arbor, who uh, has a degree from a college in Texas, said, glad I got it when I did, because college degrees in Texas won't be worth a shit now. The bill also cuts the requirement to teach the history of white supremacy, including but not limited to the institution of slavery, the eugenics movement, and the Ku Klux Klan, and the ways in which it is morally wrong. Imagine that. The Texas Board of Education objects to teaching that the Klan was morally wrong. Wow. Just, wow. But that's not the central focus of this particular Texas story. No. Now, this story centers on a little town called Conroe, Texas. Hmm? Conroe. And Texas, to be fair, has a long and proud brewing history. I, myself, was once upon a time a brewer of beer and a bit of a uh, beer snob. I don't drink beer anymore because it goes places I don't want it to go, and it 
too many carbs, too much sugar, etc. But well, I, I think about uh, what Ben Franklin once said, or is said to have said: "Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy." Or the German monks who said, "In heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here." And like I said, Texas has a long historic tradition of brewing some great beer because at one point in time there was a, um, a Central European immigration influx into Texas. Uh, folks from Bohemia, Germany, Czechs, Slovaks, and they brought with them their uh, ancient brewing culture. And, of course, now in the modern craft beer movement, uh, there's been even uh, even more along those lines. So in, uh, in Conroe, Texas, there's a place called Southern Star Brewery. It's a brew pub. Probably got some um, pretty good eats, pretty good beer. The CEO of Southern Star Brewery is Dave Fougeron. He was interviewed uh, last weekend, and he said, you know, our place is super inclusive. We're super pro-veteran, super pro-law enforcement. We're trying to be good people in the community. We're friends with our firefighters, with our police department. We have a lot of gay patrons who come in because it's a place of inclusivity. Okay. Then what's the problem? Well, Mr. Fougeron and other people who uh, work there at Southern Star Brewery are getting death threats. They are being threatened with murder. In fact, according to CEO Dave Fougeron, it's been kind of a shitstorm. And the reason for the shitstorm is because they made a decision there not to host an event. At one point in time, an outfit in Texas that calls uh, calls itself Texit. Well, they were gonna they were gonna have a get together at Southern Star Brewing Brewing on January the twenty sixth. Who's Texit? Well, you can probably tell from the use of the word exit in there. Uh, it's a group of, of, of shit for brains, malcontent, right-wing garbage down there. One of whose primary purposes is to declare that Texas must se- uh, secede, or as the Texas sign said years and years ago, SECD! from the new 90 states of America. Well, a leader of Texas was going to be there on January 26th. The whole thing was organized by Defiance Press. They're a publisher there in Conroe, Texas. They, uh, well, publisher, in the loosest possible terms. Uh, What has... uh, 
Defiance Press published? Well, they published screeds like Corona Fascism. No, it's not about the Mexican beer or or drinkers thereof invading across the Rio Grande. No. They've also published a biography of Joe Arpaio, the racist uh, former sheriff of Maricopa County, Arizona, who had some sort of weird kink where he made his male prisoners wear pink nylon panties. Go figure. God, and they say the trans trans people are weird. Ain't, ain't, I could work at it for the rest of my life. I'd never be Joe Arpaio weird. In the meantime, Defiance Press says that we're active in the fight against censorship through publishing conservative books which have been widely censored from mainstream media. And they, too, have published uh, weird semi-literate screeds from idiots calling for Texas to secede from the Union and then starve to death. Because that's the part of secession from the United States that states like Texas never really take into consideration. The starving to death part. Because they would. And their roads would quickly revert to freaking gravel and potholes. Uh, Their currency wouldn't be worth shit. There would be no, uh, there would be no social safety net, not that Republicans in Texas would ever miss that. But that, that, so that was, but that's not the be all and end all because the really big guest, the star of the evening, was someone who couldn't even drink a beer there. I'm talking about um, uh, Herr Kyle Rottenhaus. When the folks at Southern, uh, Southern Star uh, Brewery found out that uh, Rotten House was going to be there. They said, "No, no, we don't. Uh, we we don't think it would be appropriate. It would certainly destroy our reputation as being open to all, because you know y'all's fascists. I don't think they said that, but you know what I mean. And then, of course, young Kyle Rotten House said." Uh, We, we got canceled after there was pressure from the woke mob or district. Actually, he probably has a voice a bit more, a little bit like this. We got canceled by a woke mob and, and big distributors like HEB. Yeah, because a grocery store chain has the power to cancel little the, the fascist clavern meetings. But, of course, it wasn't. It was actual people and patrons in Conroe, Texas, who said, Oh, hell no! We don't want those shit birds here! And so they reached the, uh, reach, uh, Mr. Fougeron reached the decision that he didn't want uh, to have a 
guy who was acquitted of uh, acquitted of uh, multiple murders, but does in fact remain to this day a killer, um, tarnishing the reputation of his uh, establishment. Meanwhile, manly young Kyle Rottenhouse said. It's really disappointing to see that places continue to censor me and not allow my voice and many other voices to be heard because they bend to the woke crowd. That little shit stain has a million followers on Twitter. So then, once he tweeted that out, people started going ape shit. Um, and the threats started coming in to Southern Star Brewing. But now they say that, uh, well, we will definitely be rescheduling the event somewhere else. Well, maybe, you know, um, maybe there's a clan lodge you could meet at. But I love that. Uh, Places continue to censor me. Hey, Rotten House, you stupid little shit stain. Best part of you ran down your nasty mama's leg. Are you under the impression that Southern Star Brewing is the government? Because the, the, the censorship only applies to the government, dumbass. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. And Southern Star Brewing said, listen, it doesn't reflect our own values. And good for them. I'm glad it doesn't. You know, there are, and I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to emphasize this. I know I don't. There, it's worth remembering that a state the size of Texas, there are probably more hardcore, uh, uh, dark blue progressive people there. Hey, Brother John Bridevo. Hey, Texas T. Um, then there are, you know, in other entire states. I'm sure there are more progressive people in Texas than there are in, say, West Virginia. Even though I'm a proud West Virginia progressive. It's just a huge state. And it's not easy to be progressive in Texas or West Virginia or Alabama. Being a being progressive in a place like that's like maybe one notch over uh, one notch above being trans or gay. I, I wonder. I wonder if Rittenhouse was going to go there and call for Texas to secede or Sec D. I'm sorry, Sec D. That's the Texas spelling. Can't help but wonder. So, says Stephen New York, refusing business to a killer equals wokeism. Refusing to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding is freedom. Refusing to build a website for a same-sex wedding, again, religious freedom. And yet somehow, we, says Steve, we are the snowflakes. Yeah, we are probably infinitely tougher than these sorry motherfuckers will ever be. 
Because if they can't threaten, well, if they can't play on an unlevel playing field, if they can't have every advantage, then somehow they're being oppressed. <sighs> every now and then I can't help it, and I kind of go down that rabbit hole where I wonder if in my lifetime I'm going to see secessionism really and seriously raise its filthy head again. And if this time we will have the courage to keep the union together. Can you imagine? Just take a moment on this here Titanic Tuesday because this is this is a perfect example of Titanic right-wing intellect. In sane states, blue states, I've seen it, I've heard it. Uh, people say, well, you know, this time just let them go. South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas. Hill, Kansas, Idaho, Montana, North and South Dakota. Let them all go. Back in the early aughts, that was generally referred to as Jesus land. It would be a warlike state, a belligerent state, and by state I mean country. And whatever was left of the United States would never have a moment's peace. But the number of people out there barking and grunting and hooting for this shit is larger than we dare consider. It was the same with the Nazis and the white supremacists. Oh, you know, there's not many of them. They're just a bunch of dead-enders. You know, they're a fringe group. And lo and behold, it turns out the Nazis and the white supremacists are, are actually the base of the modern Republican Party. I mentioned that Texas is banning the teaching of uh, the history of uh, Dr. King. Well, not banning. It's just not going to be required anymore. And since it's not going to be required... It's not going to be taught. And if it is taught, there will be some Moms for Liberty asshole uh, shrieking that her child is ma being made to feel bad because they're actually learning some of the brutal history of this brutal country. Because it is brutal. Just because maybe it's not as brutal as some other places does not mean that it isn't brutal. And God knows it's been brutal for anybody who isn't cis and white and Christian, and mostly male. But we got the same thing going on here in West Virginia now. The legislature is in session. And they've already introduced a bill. Oh, and by the way, up here, since there's only 
12 Democrats in a 100-member House of uh, House of Delegates, and only three Democrats in a 20-member Senate. Well, what would that be in the case? They've thrown the rules out the window, and they're not even referring stuff to committees. They're just doing it, doing it on the floor and moving on. And one of the first things they did was make sure that the history of racism not be taught because it's critical race theory. So, speaking of theory... Uh, any maggot who rose yesterday in the house—well, I mean, in the in the in the house or the Senate of West Virginia—to give an awkward and freely out of context uh, mention to Dr. King's birthday holiday, were violating critical race theory bans. Yeah. Oh, and I should mention um, just what I predicted has come true. The Republicans down in the legislature uh, have gotten right after, picked up where they left off, the party of life is attacking children, specifically trans kids, trying to make sure that trans kids can't get puberty blockers or socially transition. Uh, I, I guess making making it mandatory, and when you think about it in these terms, it, it really does become ludicrous. These goddamn maggots want to use the power of the state to enforce what clothing children wear. For maybe tops... Five percent of the children in this state. They will eventually get around to banning. And if it becomes law, I don't know what I'm going to do. They'll eventually, if, if Oklahoma is any indication, they'll eventually get around to banning any hormone therapies whatsoever for any uh, health care provider who receives any federal funds or state funds. And that'll mean I can't even go to the doctor anymore. That's how sick and eliminationist and genocidal these monstrous Republicans are. And I spend more time than I should thinking about it. And I spend more time than I should thinking about the fact that, you know, once upon a time, I was a trans kid. Just because I didn't transition until much later in life doesn't mean I wasn't a trans kid going through junior high school, high school. And so I have tremendous sympathies for these children and the fact that they... In a way, they've got it worse than I did. I just knew I couldn't do anything about it. 
if I'd tried to do something about it back then, you know, 1977, 78, 79, 80, 81, well, I just would have uh, woke up dead floating face down in the Tennessee River, that's all. That's just how that shit goes. But these kids, the modern in, in the modern era, these kids have hope of actually being able to live their authentic lives. And Republicans all over the country are moving, uh, moving heaven and earth to make sure that they that, that that children have to live in some sort of. gendered hell and that they can't access the things that would give them a happy fulfilling future it'll probably come as no surprise to you that the ban on uh, the ban on trans children in West Virginia is being led by um, a genuine no kidding fucking weirdo And what I mean by that, we're talking about uh, a member of an ultra-right-wing Roman Catholic group. God, they're gross. They're called the New Columbia Movement. And they are a Christo-fascist organization. They want everybody to follow the dictates of the Pope at Rome. And they want to do so legislatively. They were more than happy to see every American uh, person capable of becoming pregnant having to follow Roman Catholic doctrine as a result of the Dodd decision and the actions of our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties. So the New Columbia Movement has a, a member, uh, a creep by the name of Gino Chiarelli, and he is now sponsoring a bill to ban gender-affirming care in the state of West Virginia. They want everybody to have to be a right-wing Christian nationalist, uh, Roman Catholic fascist. They bragged, the New Columbia Movement, Recently, one of our members in the West Virginia State Legislature, Gino Chiarelli, co-sponsored a bill to outlaw gender-affirming surgical procedures on minors, well, of course, there are no gender-affirming surgical procedures on minors. There are no gender-affirming surgical procedures being done in this state, as far as I know. That's why I had to go somewhere else. An amendment will be added to ban hormonal chemical treatments as well. Dobbs, not Dodd, Dobbs, Dobbs. Sorry, Steve, Dobbs. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. Sorry, not Dodd, Dobbs. Ah, sorry about that. And, and all of this comes against the backdrop of a state that was found to have the highest per capita percentage of trans kids 
uh, in the entire United States. It was back in 2017. Those kids were then between 13 and 18. They are now between 18 and 23. Their voting age. And I wonder if they even know they're under attack. And uh, in case you're wondering, Gino Chiarelli... Well, uh, he's a he's a white supremacist too, because you can be a white supremacist and be in government and out in public and not be ashamed of your white supremacy. And uh, he says that uh, queerness and transness is an ideology, you know, just like his white supremacy, and not that. Uh, They're actual people with civic and constitutional rights. So they're going to do everything they can to make us disappear. If they could just start murdering us, they would. Yeah, Dobbs. I don't know why I keep saying Dodd. Thanks for thanks for letting, uh, reminding me of that, Steve. Uh, flag on the play. Steve from Georgia stands said that Georgia has two progressive senators. Yes, you do. Um, but the you you know better than I do, Steve. The majority of your state would happily vote to secede from the union just like they would in Alabama. And you know what? We're taking our football with us. Young, young, play, young play shitty football. Young have Pac-10, Big Ten. We're taking the good football with us. We'll have our own national championship. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, Lee says, uh, if they ban it, uh, can you get your meds mailed from another state? I don't know. Right now, I do. The ultimate irony being that the meds are mailed to me from another state to wit, Texas. Don't know how long that's going to last. But it's frightening. And as much as it's frightening, it's sad. Because I'm so stinking happy I can't stand it. I really am. My life is glorious now. I mean, the ordinary day-to-day worries haven't changed. Sweating the bills and dealing with crap that breaks down in this falling-down old house and whatnot. But just being happy in my own life is something I have never really known. And I do know it now, and I love it. It feels so good. Um, and apparently it drives the Gino Chiarellis and the rest of the goddamn Republicans right around the bend that I would and we would 
be happy in our lives. Uh, when you were young, when I was young, Stephen New York says, oddly, generally speaking, as long as an LGBTQ plus kid stayed under the radar in the closet in the parlance of our time, the kid could likely go through school and escape to college. Now the fascists are leaving no stone unturned to find LGBTQ plus kids to actively make their lives miserable. It's who they are. Of course, I, I, I love the disingenuous game that they play. Sorry to be talking about this so much. Um, because and, and it was said to me, couldn't you just be gay? Because they think to be trans is to be gay. It isn't. Not by a long shot. Not even remotely. But now they play this game where like, well, okay, we accept the gays now. You can be gay if you want to, but don't be trans. Don't be thinking you're going to be gender transgressive. Mm-mm, no, we ain't going to have all that gender fluidity. Drag queens! Good God. Oh, and um, th- this is probably going to come across as shitty on my part, but... Uh, Oh, well, uh, from the Republican Family Values Department, the Benton County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office has reported the arrest of William Asa Hutchinson III, aged 47, being held without bond, facing charges of simultaneous possession of drugs and firearms, a Class Y felony. Why? Arkansas has gone all the way down to Y in their felonies, punishable by up to ten by up to ten to forty years of life in prison. He was also charged with second uh, second offense DUI, two counts of refusal to submit to a chemical test of his blood, breath, or alcohol, and possession of a controlled substance. Uh, William Asa Hutchinson the third, aged forty seven. I also had priors for DUI and speeding. According to a Little Rock radio station, the arrest comes only about two weeks after Jeremy Hutchinson, former Governor Asa Hutchinson's nephew, was arrested for back child support and divorce-related issues. See what happens when uh, Daddy isn't governor anymore? He was term-limited out as governor of Arkansas leading to there being a new occupant of that governor's office. Yes, that's right. Jethreen Bodine. Mm-hmm. Former White House spokes creep. Governor Sandba- Huxterby Sandbags. Hustlebuck Sandbags who, by the way, has now banned the use of Latin X in government documents in Arkansas, saying that everybody will either be a Latina or a Latino. Because, you know, Hispanic like Sarah. These people. Well, the worm turns there. Former Governor Asa Hutchinson, worm turns. I'm so old I can remember when he wasn't so old and he was a 
fire-breathing member of the House of Representing from Arkansas, and he was declaring that the flag was falling, and he wanted to know all about Bill Clinton's penis. Yeah. Hell of a note, huh? So anyway, like I said, we got $480 in fundraising to go um, to come even with this, uh, well, this far into the month. Over halfway done with January. Let's see, 10, 48 people at 10 bucks, 10, 10 people at 48 bucks, one person at 480. Uh, oh, but it'd be nice if we could knock down yesterday's funding, raise 180 bucks. That'd be great. Oh my God, wait a minute. How did I miss this? Cowbell for Brother Deacon Asa. A new reference for Marginal Trailer Queen. Barbie Q. That's B A R B I hyphen the letter Q. Barbie Q. Brother Deacon says uh, you can thank me later. I'll thank you now. That's brilliant. Dad gum you. That's just freaking brilliant. So um, let's uh, run over to the Skype line. See what's going on with uh, Todd. Hey Todd, how are you? Who's that? Who's that? That's what's wrong with you people. You're fucking deaf. This is not a game of who the fuck are you. Why not? Why come? <laughs> I can play this game. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck? Yo, man. You know what I mean. I certainly okay. do. I'm like... All right, fine. We'll pass that. So, um, you know, Jerry, I heard Jerry. It must have been last week. Man, he had, he he was touching touching on some interesting things. Gary Jerry, I think Florida, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that was last week. Maybe Thursday ish. Wow, he, he was like he was hitting on some interesting things. Mm-hmm. But so fast forward, I just had to put that out there because I, I just thought, you know, it was, it was interesting. Um, but uh, fast forward, so you know, when you, when you talk about CRT and, and some different things like that, it, it it just I'm sorry, it hit a nerve. It hit a I can imagine it did. It does with me. I, uh, the, the the and this is real censorship. This is by the government censorship of ideas. Well, at that point in time, you've given up on the idea of actual education. Well, I have a real life example because not long ago, oh, it was just past summer, as a matter of fact. Um, I sponsored an event about CRT, and I enlisted two speakers, one of which is an attorney who's been a longtime friend. Yeah. And the other person was a former politician in the area. 
in this area geographically. So, you know, it was it was so well. It was like first at, at first it was like oh, it was uproar, da da da, and then it was a huge. I mean, people. It was standing room only. They had to like break out chairs. People were standing outside, and I still have to edit. There's a two and a half. I, I taped it. I taped it. I I uh, I've, I captured it through telephonic and video devices, and uh, so I have to cut it up into. I put it on the website. My web, you know, our website. Um, I have to cut it up into four pieces, and I'm still getting used to editing. And I want it to be right. That's that's why, because it's so sensitive. I really want it to be right. And then in the meantime, I have a two session interview with a local person who grew up on a sharecropping farm, and. Her interview is just, and she's been like, I've, I, I have had to wait for this equipment for years, like, been begging, begging, begging. I'm like, people are losing interest. I need this. I need this because, you know, all um, all microphones are not made equally, and I knew what I I needed to work with and to make it sound like. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going on the cheap because this lady is getting old. And they hear her story, and that that will also be on on our YouTube channel and the website. And I know I'm not being specific. I know I'm being nebulous, but you know, if folks are curious. They'll figure it out. Um, it'll it'll be there. And uh, it's just, but to see her because she really she opened up because every fall these these emotions come out because in her family they would have to send one or two kids to school because the rest of them had to pick, you know, pick cotton. And then they come back with the knowledge and then they would send another couple of kids and they would pick, you know, so rotate the kids to get the knowledge because they just couldn't afford to have no kids there not picking cotton. And, you know, at the same time, we got the MLK stuff going on. And so... It, I'm poking around, and I know it sounds like I'm jumping around, but it's all related. And I'm poking around, um, and on I don't know how to access this only through my my platform. I'm not gonna say what it is because they're not paying us, but you can go to MSNBC's website, and it's under movies or series, but they have a three-hour-long something or another. It's called Civil War. Is it, and I mean, it's amazing. I mean, they've got the, the esteemed David Blight. I mean, David, David yeah, David Blight. Right. And, uh, you know, if I sound like I'm rambling, it's just because there's so much. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Just this is how it works. You know, well, there's a lot of data out there. And, you know, just. You know, because there are people I come in, in contact with like every day. This this is not over. This shit never it never ended. They're, I'm reading the Lost Cause right now, written in old late 1800s. This is it, it was never over. That's the problem. The Civil War was never really over. It was never over. So take that out your bonnet. You know, just. 
this, I mean, this is yeah, they're, they're still they're still fighting it. You know, the uh, the more sane parts of the nation kind of moved on, but down south, you know, they lost, and they keep trying to figure out a, a way in which they. Well, we we lost, but we kind of won because you know we 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 they, they did the Thirteenth Amendment and everything, but we did we did Jim Crow, and we're still voter suppressing. We won. Oh, oh, and every time Am I wrong? Oh, I got to remember this. No, you're you're absolutely correct. And 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 they are still engaging in that the uh the voter fraudster in chief who would be uh Mark Meadows, you know, someone high up in government and still had you know, why is that such a that has to be mentioned every day of every minute of every day. Mark Meadows the voter fraudster. Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, Mark Meadows, voter fraud. Whenever you see Mark Meadows, you hear that name, oh, look at the peaceful meadow. Think about voter fraud. You know, it pollutes the meadow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it, I don't – what, what is wrong with these people? You know, these fuckers are out of control. I, 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 and now, well, you uh, when I just had to get that off my chest, and, and you know, folks, listen. There are people who listen to this program that do not contribute, and we know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are. I know who I am, but I know who you are, and you people need to start kicking out. <laughs> don't 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 guilt trip the community, man. I mean, it's it's nice and all, but you know, you gotta. I mean, come on, man. You go to real roads, you gotta pay a toll, you know, a couple bucks, twenty five cent. You know, you hit Delaware, you gotta start paying some tolls, man. No shit. <laughs> oh God. So what else is going on with you people? I just have to say, you people. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm taking the power out of it. You know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to take the power out of that. Yeah, or as I they, think, as they oh. say, as they say, uh, up over, uh, down under, taking the peace out of it. <laughs> oh, do it again, please. Take the peace out of it. <laughs> I think oh, that's also I think that's also uh, in in usage across the pond too. To take out the piss, or take the take piss out. out. Mm. That's something else we got to work on. Well, since you brought it up, uh, January sixth. Yes, I did. Yeah, I know. You see how these the segues work? They're just strange. Segways uh, are a thing, Todd. <laughs> Two wheels and verbal. Hey, um, but seriously, but not, but seriously. So, January 6th, you know, and, and we're talking about these unreconstructed, which, which this, is, this is what I'm talking about. We, we're dealing with unreconstructed folks. Yes. Yeah, I, I, that's a, yes. It's the same fucking. See, I'm not being hyperbolic here, am I? No, 
nor hyperbaric. Oh, that's a fucking, man, that's a crowd bell. Okay. I don't know where that came from. I apologize. Yeah, you you know, you have to keep it close because you know, you're so sharp. You have to keep it close. You don't want to wear it out, but you still got to use it. It's, you know, that's part of your pro. That's part of the program. And that is why people contribute layabouts. You win. You catch more flies with with, with honey than with with vinegar, Todd. <laughs> don't call don't, don't call a community layabouts. <laughs> but it's soccer season. <laughs> Okay. So anybody who doesn't know, that's what that's what they, they say. We say bums here. That's they layabout is like in the UK. That's what they call bums. Layabout. Anywho, um, so since you brought up January sixth, and and so you know what we really witnessed was the the new. Get this, now this I'm, I'm gonna drop this shit right here, fresh on your program. And it's going to fucking take off like fire. Okay. It's the fire. 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 So that was, that was, we witnessed the Ku Klux Klan. Ku, C-O-U-P. That was the Ku Klux Klan. You see, the, the Venn diagram would indicate that this is mostly these right-wing Christians, right, hyper-nationalists and gun-toting folks, right? It's all one. It's this and, and, and the coup. You see, and it's going right back. This well, the, and the coup, the coup is still underway. I mean, uh, okay, so we, we have a new name for Marginal Trailer Queen, Barbecue. Thanks, Asa. Uh, the committee assignments are coming out now, finally. Mm. And the Jewish space laser lady is now going to sit on the Homeland Security Committee, Todd. This is a woman who was involved in actually helping to organize the terrorist attack of January the 6th, 21 and she is going to sit on the Homeland Security Committee. This is Nazi Germany. Voters in Georgia tried to remove her from office based on the fact that she had violated the 14th Amendment by participating in an insurrection. Did we not talk about this early on? We, we were like, okay, you see, this is exactly, it's going exactly as we predicted. These fuckers were involved in the beginning, and we have so many of our fellow Americans who just don't see anything wrong with it. That's why it's the Civil War. They like, well, they were just expressing their rights. What about Black Lives Matter? I'm like, okay, if I had to explain to you the difference between a Walgreens and your capital, or my capital, because <laughs> apparently if you don't like it, you can go to fuck back to Africa where you came from, motherfucker. How about that? Go back to Africa. All the motherfuckers need to go back to Africa. Get back. Because you've been there before. Right, because you've been there before. You go back. What'd you call me? 
Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah, just came over for a weekend from Africa. <laughs> Go back to Africa. Okay, I'm leaving. Going back. No, I'm if you don't like it here, I mean, this this is because you're you're making. They don't even see the fact that they're they're a uh, god leader. They're making us the shithole country that he talked about with the Upalad. Well, you know, I, it, it's interesting you raise that because here's the thing. So I mentioned the guy that's introducing the uh, hate the trans kids legislation here in West Virginia. His name's Gino Chiarelli. Mm -hmm. Chiarelli. Yeah. C-H-I-A-R-E-L-L-I, Curelli. I'm just, think, I'm just thinking about cure, like, you know, they're always trying to cure people. It's just yeah, well, yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. This is what I find interesting. Italy now has a fascist government. So we can literally look at Gino Chiarelli and say, you, you shithead fascist, go back to Italy. You want to be a fascist? Go back to Italy, you piece of crap. Yup. Yup. That's where it started. Fascisto. Yeah, because yep. it's named after the Latin word for the rods and axes, the fosces. That's too complicated for a lot of people. But, but not this community. See, it's nice being home, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't understand these people fucking with you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you can't let people be who they are, then who the fuck are you? Like, what? what is your, like, what, what is your insecurity? Like, I don't get it. I really don't. Because, you know, Anyway, I don't have to explain it. You know? But all right, yeah. So, so back to the fascists. Yeah, and then in their middle, the milf, you know, the milf in chief, uh, Trump, mentally a fascist, and you know, and he can win again. He really could. And now with these these documents, I don't know, man. It, they got they got to do better than that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm fair. I, I try to take my bias off. Man, but they they gotta do better than that. That shit was fucked up. And even though he's doing a great job now, and see this is the thing. This is our messaging is fucked up because by this time, all these achievements, all these new roads, motherfuckers, that's Democrats. We put that shit through like a couple of years ago. That started with Obama, and finally now we're seeing we're seeing fucking uh, blacktop, and it's working. And these, these, I mean, we have bridges that will kill people, and you're fighting over that. And now, you know, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but yeah, so that's that's Democrat shit. And then, because my friends and neighbors who are Trump supporters, some of them love them dearly, but you know, whatever they can believe what they want. However, I like what he said. Yeah, you like what he said. However, look what look what look what Biden has done, his administration, the Chips Act alone. Look how many. Man, I can't. In South Carolina, we just we, every every two months we we seem to get another plant here. Now down in Georgia, they're making um, solar panels. We're making computer chips over here now. High tech, finally, 
Finally. See, they need to be. I, I don't know who the hell. Who are they hiring, man? You gotta, you gotta drum this shit up. And at the same time, you got Wyoming saying they don't want uh, electric vehicles. Man, what the fuck is wrong with those people? Well, remember, we threw a fit here over electric school buses. How are they going to get up the mountain when the battery goes out? See, once again, all right, so folks who don't understand, all right, economies of scale, government contracts, all these things meld together. When there's a dictate from the federal government, like you have to have fleet vehicles of a certain kind, industry has to respond. Industry has to respond, which means jobs, which means parts, which means labor, which means money, which means taxes, which means improving the economy. Plus, it's the right thing to do. Now, I saw we we have in our little black neighborhood here, which is probably not going to be black for another 2.6 2.6 years because I see the white motherfuckers up and down the street in the goddamn golf cart. Here comes the gentrification. Shit. They, man, they, they got the nerve to ride around with a goddamn mimosa on Sunday morning and they can't, they's like, well, where do you live? I'm like, don't worry about the fuck I live because I, you know, I've got properties and shit. I don't give a fuck. I'd be where I want to be. And I was like, why are you asking me where I live? Don't worry about where the fuck I live. You ain't buying my fucking property. Man. Back the fuck up. Anyway, um, yeah, you know what's coming. So, you know, they need to stop with that shit. This, this is, he, he's doing shit. You know, I know the man, you know, come on. He has issues. He's got the blastoma and, you know, probably some other shit we don't know about. But, but apparently Kamala Harris is doing a lot of shit behind the scenes. You know, we got we. She, you see how we don't hear about her, but she's a bad motherfucker, man. That woman is smart and she knows yes. what she's doing. And she gets high, and I think that's a good thing because I know she takes her break at night or whatever when she feels like it. Um, you know, it's really maybe maybe point. you know maybe she doesn't have to go outside and 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 you know blaze up a blunt. You know, maybe she just sits back and has an edible. Well, and, and waits and waits for it to kick in, and doesn't eat another one because it hasn't kicked in fast enough. Because she's smart. She's smart. That woman is no joke. And that's the scariest part is that there's a smart black woman. And she look, she's got her shit together. She is. Do you think Joe could be doing it by himself? Come on. Of course he. I mean, he has been doing things. And I don't want to sound like the other people when I say that, but I mean that he definitely knows how to build a team. Yeah, he does, and and man, you know that Amtrak thing is no joke. If you had if you hadn't like been in the business class, you know, like I was for some time, you go up and down between DC and what train goes all the way up to Boston. But let's say between DC and New York, you see all kinds of people on the train because you're making a certain amount of money, man. You don't want you know either you want to get a driver, but that comes out of your budget, or you can get we get the trip ticket. See, it was, you know, shoot, man, that was affordable. And you can work on the train, you get, you know, the little compartment. Yeah, but, but, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm looking forward to traveling on the train again sometime because the thing that I'm, the thing that I did not like about the train before mm-hmm. was entirely personal. I hated it because I would have to go vast stretches of time without a cigarette. Oh. Uh. 
Now I can yeah. just now I can just sit back, open a book, watch a movie, whatever, and absolutely love it. Mm. So I, I really, I would, you know, oddly enough, um, you know, are you over that over that mental memory? You know, like that physical thing with the, you know. Oh yeah, I, I don't care. Well, you over the hump? Yeah, I'm past it. You still. Do you dream about him yet? Uh, no, I haven't. In, no, I haven't had I haven't had the smoker's nightmare in well over a year. People have not had that. I'm t- man, that shit is fucking. Oh, where in your dream you know you've quit, and in your dream you light up and you go, God damn it, I hate myself. I, now I gotta now I gotta quit all over again. The guilt, and and then some of them. You're just smoking. It's like I can get away with it because I'm in a dream, and you wake up. But my therapist, like my therapist, my therapist helped me with it a lot. I told her about it, and she said, "You've got to understand what that is. That is your subconscious reinforcing to you the fact that you are a non-smoker, and it's giving you a little taste of how awful it would be if you were to stumble. It's at your subconscious is actually making sure you don't fuck up. See." Because you got the seed in there, and you know, right. eventually, eventually, I'll probably get that way with saltines and. Well, like I said, I'm fresh out of vices. You can get there. It's 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 tricky. I I, I just, you know, God, I'm like, cause that that smoke, you know, it's just it's insidious. Cause it's like, oh, I have to smoke after dinner. But like, yeah, well, yeah, and and I would make sure that, uh, I mean, when I was flying, I would make sure that I always flew through Atlanta because Atlanta had smoking areas. Wait a minute. Eight, oh, shit. Hearts. Listen, I remember oh my, when I was still smoking. I remember 1998 was when I quit. That motherfucking smoking room. was nasty. Man, yo, what, look here, woman. You could take it. You could take a lab rat into the smoking area, into the, one of the smoking lounges at Hartsfield, and the rat would be coming out with emphysema. It, but every it was so everybody who walks in there's like oh, thank Yo. god thank god and they're like fumbling with the cigarette pack and they're pulling out the cigarette hey buddy you got a light yeah man here light up fast i know you need it that seems like such an anomaly now because it was like literally you could look through the glass and it's like damn it's a class like oh I can go in there and relax. Well, there's that one on the concourse where you go up the escalator and there's actually a beer uh, a bar and you can have a beer and a cigarette. You know, at nine o'clock in the morning. Ooh, what you know? Okay, so now you know after nine eleven, boy, I had to travel. Man, I had to travel for work, like. And, I mean, it was my business to get drunk. I would not get on that plane unless I had a bunch of drinks and smoked as many cigarettes as I could. No, no. I, I didn't smoke that. So I was just drinking. Oh, right. I love Oh, God. You know, but I, you, you know, you're in a bar and people are still smoking in some, some states. I don't know what they came out. Well, they're going to smoke in the House of Representatives now, like we talked about last night. Because now that the Republicans are in charge, freedom has returned to the House, and they can, you know, they can. I, I guess they can smoke cigarettes and put their cigarettes out and uh, in in the in the carpet and burn holes in the carpet and and spit on the floor and yeah, you know, because freedom. 
they're going to reinstall the spittoon and get everybody like a monthly allotment to chew. Yeah, that's it. Red man, Levi Garrett, you know, mail pouch. I saw I was a mail pouch girl myself. And, and they'll be able to grab their interns on the butt again. Oh, God. This, this is ridiculous. Oh, these people. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, you do. People are wanting to know where to go to see, get your interviews and stuff, but you said you're not going to give that out. Um. You know what? Let me tell you how cool the, this shit was. So ooh, let me stop the uh, the oral interview. Now I base this on um, the WPA interviews that Lomax did. Right. Uh, right. Okay. And there, there's a protocol that I, I pretty much tried to follow that. But this this lady used to volunteer, and I, that's how I started off as volunteering. Except that she <laughs> grew up on a, a, a sharecropping farm. And, you know, and, you know, we would talk and, and she volunteered at, at, um, the, the facility that I, by de facto manage, I don't really manage it, but nobody else was going to do it. So I had to do it. Um, and, and, you know, she really opened her heart. I, I said, you know, I said, we, we should probably get this down because we need to, you know, this needs to be documented. And um, so, long story short, it, I really, it's just, I, I'm holding on to it, but my God, it needs almost zero editing. Like, I might have to chop off 10 seconds on the first part and probably, I don't know, nothing on the second part. It's just, I got, I, when I put it up there, she's going to be famous. Like, people are going to be, I'm kind of concerned. Um, and people are going to be rushing her because she still, she was out on some property. Um, but to listen to this and I mean, she goes from, I mean, this, this shit I, I took for granted. Do you understand that the public schools where I am, they were not integrated here. The high school did not get integrated until like mid seventies. Where I grew up, you know, shit, people have been going to school together from, in my neighborhood, you know, for, oh, God, since the, I don't know, 20s, probably, or wherever, forever. I, that was that was alien to me. I, I just couldn't understand it. And it's just, so, yeah, it's, it's gripping. It is very gripping. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm exposed to so much, sometimes I take it for granted. But... And I'm glad you brought that up because at the same time, you see, I do, I have a lot of folks that, that I help who are just infatuated with, uh, you know, this lost cause stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm a professional. I give them all the materials they need. I have access to it. And, and, but I'm like, well, I'm thinking in my mind, like, why are you infatuated with traders and, you know, people who are doing the wrong thing. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Can you explain that? Uh, I mean, I've asked myself the same question from time to time. Um, what, what, 
Sorry about all the umming and thinking. <laughs> I know the um, the um, the um. But see, we, we, we see that in very clear terms. We see that in light of what it actually was, and an and attempt to preserve the enslavement of millions of human beings. That's all. But the lost cause narrative, which you referenced earlier, Todd, says that that wasn't the case at all, that it was about freedom. It's the ultimate hypocritical irony that a war fought to keep people enslaved was about the freedom of the white people who were doing the enslaving. And yet they swallow they swallow it whole. You know, this is a this is a case of that you know that biblical line about being able to uh, 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 swallow a mountain but choke on a gnat. Mm. So when you say you don't get it, why they're well, that's because you're not thinking about it in the absolutely ahistorical fashion that they do. Makes sense. Because but, the, you know the, they'll talk. Oh, it was, it was about economics. It's about the, the the North trying to run over the South, which is bullshit and falls apart in a minute when you point out that well, you know some of the uh, some of the some of the people who were hardest to bring along in this were the Northern financiers who were like, wait a minute, we got in wrong accent. Yeah, wait a minute, we got investments down there. Right. What but about our money? What right. about our money? We have money invested down there. What's it to me about those people? And, you know, thank God for people like William Lloyd Garrison, who were, you know, writing, writing fiery editorials day in and day out saying this is morally wrong, this is repugnant, this is evil, this must end. Now, and, they're so, and, and, they're, and they're so ahistorical, Todd, that when you point out to one of these lost causers that their own documents confess that it was about keeping people enslaved, they just they just they just breeze right by it. I mean, it's in the it's it's in the ordinance of, of secession of South Carolina, of Mississippi, of Alabama, of fucking Virginia. Okay, it's there. We are leaving the union because we want to keep people enslaved. Robin, this is why we talk. That's exactly, you went right to fuck exactly what the colonel, you went right to the colonel. That's right, woman. That's right. I'll have you know I am no colonel. I'm a plum general. <laughs> Excuse me for mistaking your rank. I thought that was a different kind of rank. Wash your feet. No, so li- listen, um, seriously, that you got to it. Because that that is exactly the kernel of the truth right there. Right there. It emanates from that. They can't accept because it's like this it's like this circular argument. Well, it's states' rights. Right. The states want the right to have slaves. That was the whole point. No states right well that's well, well then what else was it? And at the same time, then you have the, the, the monetary interests. You know, but anyway, you, you hit the nail on the head. 
and, and you know, and that, that coincides with, uh, with, you know, how we kind of started this conversation in a way. Um, because that's where we are now. It never went away. It never went away. Look at what we're fighting over now. Abortion. Cannabis rights. I mean, you got we got states that are like, they're like going, yeah, well, the California's about to break up. You know, it, it, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's like, but we're being, we're balkanized. You know, uh, you know, we're going to be the Balkans. Because the Pacific Northwest is different from, you know, lower California and the Southwest, which is a little bit, yeah. they're all chopped up too. In the Midwest, that's kind of its own little thing. But you know what? You're, you're right. I mean, we, we are. Uh, we are regionalized and Balkan. Um, I mean, there, there are differences within states. Upstate is different from uh, from the low country where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where I where I was raised, you know, North Alabama is North Alabama has more in co- in common with what I got going on in West Virginia than it does with what's going on down in the Black Belt or or, or down in the bayous. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, you just triggered something in me because um, I was talking with Tracy last night when she got home from her visit to see her son Alex. She'd sent me food porn pictures, and of course I'm Uh-oh. sitting here watching my diet and everything, and meeting and watching these food porn pictures, <laughs> dying. But lo and behold, there she is in Oregon, and what do they think is Jim Dandy breakfast? That's right. It's a restaurant that serves shrimp and grits from the low country of South Carolina. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I mean, but you, you see, uh, we do. Sorry. Uh, we, we, we do incorporate that which we most love. What? But you're but you're right. I mean, um, who does, you know, uh, there's a chain of, of so-called Texas barbecue. Uh, I don't know a Texan who will be caught dead eating there, uh, called Dickies. But if you're in Beckley, West Virginia, it's probably the best barbecue you're going to get, and it ain't terrible. Um, really? Yeah. And so, you know, we we love you know we love we love food from Texas. We love food from uh, the, the the Cajun country and. And, and New Orleans and Creole cooking and uh, we love you know we, we, we love uh, uh, pierogies and uh, from Pittsburgh and 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 God knows we love bagels from New York and oh, those are, and those are the things that bring us together but what and, and and most of America does not want to be torn apart most of America wants to be America but the accelerationist Nazis and the Klansmen and the white nationalists want nothing. If they cannot, if they cannot force their will upon the rest of us, then they are willing to tear it all down to the ground. 
And that's what we're, that's what we're seeing now. We, we are seeing the rise of a new confederacy. And since they can't say that they're going to call for the reimposition of, of, of chattel slavery, well, they're just going to find they're going to find somebody else to shit on, and declare that the uh, good, God fearing, decent people have to be kept safe from, and that's people like me, children who happen to be right. like me. We're we're better than them, so right. We have, yeah, they put they have to put their their jack boots down on somebody's neck. Yep. Yeah, instead of just going on. And when I say that, I'm not in any wise cool. discounting the, the the brutalities of the past. Please understand. No, well, but you see, they can't say the let's round up the Jews because that's got that's got some negative connotations. So let's round up the trans right. kids. Right. Right. And it's you know, they're so there 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 ain't many of them, but we can cause a moral panic about them. And then uh, everybody will be fine with it if, uh, you know, if we just make them disappear. Well, see, now we're back to the F word because this is this is and we've been talking about this for quite some time. That's why I called uh, the orange guy a MILF, you know, way back, mainly a fascist. They, you know, America's always uh, there. there is a segment of a statistically significant segment of this country that has really always liked fascism they may not have known what it was but they check all the boxes and then once again this goes back to the clan because it's their way or the highway you know white christian we don't want no catholics no jews no blacks no um Right, and and wouldn't it wouldn't it just be so nice if we could have a homogeneous culture again, where nobody ever had to see a couple of guys holding hands or a couple of women kissing, or a, a suspiciously large woman grocery shopping? Wouldn't that just be a better America? But you see, that is that's that's America. That is people. So you just don't like people because that people have always there's always been people doing things. Period. Well, think about think about the eighteenth uh, and nineteenth centuries. We couldn't we couldn't build the white America that we uh, w- that we wanted as long as there were indigenous people living on land they'd been living on for thirteen thousand years. We don't want to look at them. Send them to fucking Oklahoma. We don't want to look at them. <laughs> it's fucking up my vision. What? I can't, I, I can't, I can't properly think about the, 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 the greatness of George Washington if I, if I got people that are way darker than George Washington around me. The founding fathers, right? Well, yeah, that's incongruent with my value set. Mm-mm-mm. You know, that's one. I, I've, I've read it a couple. Uh, the family tree of Abraham Lincoln is a little bit sketchy. Um, but if you look closely at Abraham Lincoln, um, there's a decent chance that that man was not entirely white. He's kind of uh, ruddy. What do you call ruddy? Um, and his, uh, oh, grandparents on one side came from what is now West Virginia. And there's a lot of. There's a lot of 
race mixing that was going on up the hollers back then. Hey, may have, may be some indigenous. There may be some indigenous uh, uh, heritage in him. There may be some black heritage in him. That I man. That man was is. not Lily White. Hell no. No 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 no. And by the way, let's go ahead and make the oh, let's go ahead what? and make the the bigots' heads explode. Can somebody please explain to me now that we're going to teach a sanitized cis het white Christian Amer- American history? Can somebody please explain to me why young George Washington married an older lady with money and never made any kind of a kid? And why, during the American Revolution, he was surrounded by really pretty foreign boys? That's too many questions. I, I, I live I live in a county that is named after the Marquis de Lafayette. In modern parlance, the Marquis de Lafayette would be referred to as a twink. Because he, he, he was a real cutie pie. He was a pretty boy. Yes, he was. And, he was a dandy. And, and Washington was surrounded by them, and they were always fawning over him. Oh, yes, General. Do please, General. Can I get you some tea, General? You know who the only one that, you know who one of the only ones of the, of the early, or the revolutionaries who didn't sit around fawning over George Washington? Alexander Hamilton did. Uh, Kosciuszko did from Poland. Uh, uh, Lafayette did. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr had nothing for it. And so instead, he went out and invaded Canada. Froze his ass off along with his troops, but got the job done. But somehow that man winds up being the de- the, the American, or the devil among the founders of the American Republic. See, now you're telling America's secrets. I mean, what oh. if, what if, what if Mar, what if, what if Martha Washington was George's uh, Merkin? What if she was perfectly happy to be married? What if she was perfectly happy to be married to George, because George never bothered her? Right. It was. It was an arranged. People did shit, just like they do now. You know, I need. I need this. Because, you know, just like now, you cannot be, if you're in the military, you got to have a wife. you got to look right. You know, even if you don't love her, you got to have that figurehead. I saw a story, uh, I, let, me, let me see if I can find it here. I saw a story uh, a good while back, uh, and I thought it was absolutely fascinating. The, the, uh, the, the turfs and the, and the, and the, Transphobes and everything are absolutely losing their shit over a piece of uh, literary scholarship. And what it has to do with is, sorry, I'm looking here, Um, Louisa May Alcott. You're from... Uh, little women, but she said things 
and of course, she was an author of the 19th century. Um, let me see if I can find the story. Um, I know you're putting your crack interns on that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, uh, and, and for all that their thumbs will... Over at L- uh, yeah, here it is. There has been uh, some, and this is serious scholarship. You know, she wrote a book called Little Women. She also wrote a book called Little Men. And over 154 years, uh, Little Women has never gone out of print. No, that's a classic. But here's the thing. Uh, in in writing in in writing his Pulitzer Prize winning biography of Louisa May Alcott, John Madison, uh, in Eden's Outcast notes, always believing she should have been born a boy. She loved to participate vicariously in the adventures and discoveries of boyhood. From childhood to old age, Alcott repeated the same sentiments in her letters and journals. She didn't care for girls' things. She'd been born with a boy's spirit. She said, I was born with a boy's spirit. She yearned to be a man. She even described herself as a gentleman. She called herself a man. When people came to visit her, she preferred that they call her Lou instead of Louisa. In fact, in Little Women, she puts a line in one of her characters' uh, mouths, Joe March, I can't get over my disappointment in not being a boy. And her sister, her sister uh, tries to give her comfort and says, "Well, you must be contented with making your name boyish and playing brother to us girls." Holy crap! Go read Little Women and read it and and, and read it through a gender transgressive lens. You make a good point. When she was a little girl, she kept a journal. She she was brilliant. And she said, you know, when she was, she said, I don't care much for girls' things. People think I'm wild and queer, she said, anticipating the meaning of the word. Um, a publisher asked her to write a girl's story, and she said, I never liked girls or knew many, except my sisters. Um and that's well, how, she, and that's how, and that's how she came about to write Little Women. I would get this. It, it, I was born with a boy's nature and always had more sympathy for and interested in them than in girls. I have fought my fight with a boy's spirit under my bib and tucker and a boy's wrath when I got floored. And she spent her entire life talking about how she was a boy. Okay. So we got to remember the time, the time period in which she was writing, because first of all, it was like you were out, almost an outcast if you were female and you were doing reporting and writing, like you were a weirdo, number one, because that was like what men did. So that, that's in one, as they say nowadays, that's in one bucket. Then you have her primary source material admitting, like you know. This is how, you know, I feel comfortable. This, this is, this is, you know, the way I, this is the way I feel. 
And then when you read her, she, she's like a, she's a reporter on life through her life. Well, I mean, how, but, but, but the point is, these stories came out and the right wing had a shit fit. Why can't they leave little women alone? They're erasing women. No, Louisa May Alcott was saying that she was not a woman. Um, I, I love these quotes. Um, she was interviewed, and she told her interviewer, well, for one thing, um, they, the interviewer said, why do you feel like you're a man's soul put in a woman's body? And she said, well, for one thing, because I've been in love in my life with ever so many pretty girls and never once the least little bit with any man. And then she talked about going in drag to a, uh, a, a, a masked ball in 1862. Did she go as the, emperor, the, the empress of France with a mask and a hoop? No. She went to the masked ball in 1862 dressed as a monk, and she said, the girls flirted in earnest until I took off my beard when they shouted. You know what? You're making me now think about some of my English teachers, I mean, going from... All the way at the bottom, you know, elementary school, you know, middle school, all the way up, graduate class. That, that now I get why some of the female teachers are really into Louisa May Alcott. But the thing is, that the, these 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 shitbirds like Gino Chiarelli in West Virginia, or Greg Aspot in Texas, or Governor Hee-haw Meemaw in Alabama. This can't possibly be real because they live in a world where there's just two genders. And if you're born with a dick, you're a guy. And if you're born with a vulva, you're a woman. And there's no there's there's no space in between. Intersex people never happen. What about Walt Whitman? You're gonna come after him next? Well, I mean, I think I think even the right wingers kind of have to acknowledge that Walt was gay kind of hard to run away well, from that one well then just move on i mean this is what i'm saying it doesn't if you're not getting i mean it doesn't really affect you uh, what other people but it, do, but 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 gender gender and sexuality affects all according to them it affects all uh, all people and that and, and, and if anybody gets to live their own life somehow there's uh, the, 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 it's a zero-sum game and they're less able to live theirs because they might have to see somebody who's queer when they go to the post office. Well, see, that's the problem. We're, we're dealing with folks. Uh, they don't have enough to do. Like, they're, like, don't don't you have some rooms to clean in your house? Vacuum? I don't know. Like, like do, 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 doesn't the yard need watering, or, or, or the garden need weeding, or? Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. John in uh, uh, Central PA says, uh, Friedrich von Steuben was basically openly gay and was a fantastic general. He gets very little, if any, mention at all in the history books, probably for this reason. It's rather a queer country we've had here for, lo and, uh, lo and behold, these 200 and some odd plus years. And of course, you know the pi the pirate era of the uh, uh, late 17th and early 18th century. You know, queerness, queerness ran all through that, and democracy, yeah. oddly enough, and a lot of rum. Um, I just got a note from uh, Darlene in Connecticut. 
there's a massive uptick there's a massive uptick in searches for this kind of porn and uh, sends me to a Huffington Post story Darlene asking uh, uh, hmm want to bet why yeah uh, according to Pornhub people are going absolutely wild searching for trans porn And they're searching for it in places like Alabama and Texas and Utah and Idaho. They're new Negroes. Remember, everybody, well, I can't stand the Negroes, but they want you want to dress like the Negroes. You like the Negro music. You like the Negro food, but you hate Negroes. And you want the Negroes to be giving their breast milk to your little baby, but you hate the Negroes. So uh, as the, the publication Them has noted, the explosion in people's interest in queer porn is happening at a time when conservative lawmakers are targeting trans and non-binary people and making their lives a living hell. So on the one hand, they'll go, they'll, 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 they'll go out in, in public spaces and in government spaces and try to pass laws against us, and at the same time, they're going home at night, firing up the computer, clearing the browsing history. Like old news. And rubbing and rubbing and rubbing one out to a beautiful trans girl. How, how many of these damn uh, uh, southern and southwestern and mid midwestern preacher, reacher, creeper, weirdos get caught with a fucking homosexual prostitute and they're fucking snorting meth and shit? Yeah, well, I mean, we already knew that the two leading states for the downloading of porn generally were Alabama and Utah. <laughs> you know, not you know, not pervert states like California. No, more people are more people are watching porn in, per capita in, in 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 Alabama and Utah than in California or New York or Massachusetts. Well, that's the Finish fucking all the goats. You guys look at some shit. I guess. Oh, that's just dad. <laughs> that's sheepish. The boy said sheepishly. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I don't. I don't even know what to say. Well. I mean, Louisa May yeah, Alcott wanted what? to. Louisa May Alcott actually wanted to fight in the Civil War as a guy. I long to fly at somebody and free my mind on several points, but there is no opening for me at present, she said, of trying to fight in the Civil War. I long to be a man, but as I can't fight, I will content myself with working for those who can. Closeted trans boy. Leaving breadcrumbs laying all over the place. You know, and I'm thinking Harry Tubman was probably bisexual. That's what I think. Might have been. Well, was it? Uh, um, it was so. Was it? Wasn't it Sojourner Truth who had to bare her breasts to prove that she was a woman? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I could be wrong, but I really don't know. I it might. I, I don't know. I, I want to say one way or the other, but it's one of those two ladies. Um. Of three ladies, it was not you. Get it? 
Yeah. Or, but you know, this, this is. I, 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 people have too much time to hate. It gets in the way. Oh, and speaking speaking of which, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Annette just Annette, no, Annette just. Uh, Provided this to me, uh, Repub- rock-ribbed Republican, good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christian, heterosexual white man Matt Slap Matt Schlapp has just been slapped with a lawsuit. Um, as a result of allegations that uh, he fondled a uh, male GOP staffer. Matt Schlapp, Schlapp, of course, is uh, head of the American Conservative Union. Huge maggot. And this, you know, this isn't this isn't 15 years ago. This is a few months ago. The aide was working on the uh, Hershey Walker Texas Strangler campaign, (laughs) and he said uh, that. at an well, after an event, Matt Schlapp reached in between my legs and fondled me during a car ride. After a night of drinking at two different Atlanta bars back on October nineteenth, and he's looking for nine point four million dollars from Matt and his wife Mercedes. I wonder, and and you know what these freaks? They always know about each other. These closet cases. Well, that's yeah. that. See, this is what I was going to say. Now, on the one hand, it's salacious and it's, it's sexy. That's a good story. And the reason I laughed is because I just I had an I have an indelible picture in my mind of Matt Schlapp from watching him on a particular C-SPAN interview. Yeah, so you know what he looks like. I know he is the glad he is the glad hander of glad hands. This I can, dude is a dude. I can help you. I can, I can sure help you with your career. <laughs> you, know, you see, you know why I'm laughing. See, you already know, man. <laughs> God, these if, people are so creepy. If you creepy. see him, he's like all buttery. This dude is a fucking. Look, oh, I, I remember. I remember when he referred to uh, um, Barack Obama as the elite. Now this guy's this this guy's got enough Bernie money to burn a sopping a sopping wet elephant with a sopping wet uh, stack of hundred dollar bills. Mm-mm-mm. Oh God! I, I, See, it, you know, we, we see the same. That's, that's why, I, you know, I love when we talk because, we, we, you know, a lot of times we're just right there on the same page. And um, the chapters should change, but apparently they're slow and long. And you got it. Well, this 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 guy made it. This guy made an a, 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 a sort of a journal entry after it all happened. They went drinking at the bar. The kid, the kid was hoping that his, um, he'd develop contacts within the American Conservative Union, and that it could help his. That, 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 that okay, I didn't mean it that way, but that his career would be enhanced. And he said, uh, "Okay, yeah." Uh, once they started 
drinking in the bar. Schlapp began intruding into his physical space, bumping legs, and uh, uh, then uh, the, the, the young man drove Schlapp to a hotel near the Atlanta airport at the end of the night, and Schlapp put a hand on uh, his leg. Eventually, in a video that he recorded later that night, he said, Schlapp grabbed my junk and pummeled it at length. What? Yeah. And then when they got to the hotel, Schlapp invited him up to the room. Yeah. Now, let's, 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 I'll be honest. Yeah, all right. So that's salacious. But let's be Anybody can say anything. That means it's true. No, but the thing is, he did make the video, and the next morning he reported it to senior staff with the uh, Hershey Walker Texas Strangler campaign, and they took him seriously enough that they made a lawyer available to him. See, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like give people shade, but I mean, it's fucked up, you know. Yeah, no. no. Well, Matt Schlapp, I'm, I'm, I mean. I'm not surprised. I, I'm not. I'm like this. This. And, and so when and so they, the 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 campaign told him he didn't have to chauffeur or or squire slap around the next day. Wait, did you say squire? I did say squire. And so this 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 sicko perv writes and says uh, uh, when he he responds to the young man who wrote to him. Uh, the campaign does have a driver who's able to get you to Macon and back to the airport. And Schlapp says, please give me a call. And then he's, and then, and then afternoon he sends it, oh, this guy, oh, Matt Schlapp apparently had it bad. If you could see it in your heart to call me at the end of the day, I would appreciate it. If not, I wish you luck on the campaign and hope you keep up the good work. Oh, man. Oh. Ooh, man, that don't look good. Mm-mm. Somebody gonna be writing a check in yep. exchange for the in exchange for a signature on a non-disclosure agreement. Video text, because the other stuff he said, she said, yeah. Okay. But well, mm-hmm. Matt slap the the buttery car salesman. You know, it's, it's, it's hypocrisy. Yeah, well, yeah, and at the same time, of course, I'm sure if uh, uh, at the next CPAC conference there will be a, a panel discussion there on the transgender the transgender threat to American decency. You know, this is what I, I don't... I, I, okay, so I think maybe this is what I'm thinking. There's two things going on. Uh, people are being more free about who they are at the same time that we have this last gasp of really right-wing and hyper-nationalist quote-unquote Christian I say quote-unquote Christian um, stuff going on Um, because the latter is you know they're kind of fading out and you know and they're becoming venomous because they know that's that's why they don't they they don't like abortion because they're not pumping out enough babies. And 
Like move out in the middle of nowhere. You'd be surprised what's going out in rural America, man. They're they just pumping out these babies. I mean, they just encourage. It's like almost Nazis. You know how the, the young Nazis they encourage just make a baby. Didn't matter if they were related to you or not. Just make a baby. It's 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 a real thing. It's a real thing. It's happening in rural America. Uh, I'm being I'm, I'm very sober when I say this. So that's something to keep an eye on because, you know, you, I mean, you know, some people are going to come out okay, but we're going to have a lot of issues with that. And we're starting to see it now. And I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying keep your eyes open because America has got big cities, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of country out here. Oh, yeah. There's and there's some weird shit goes on in the country. It is. And and is somebody trying to get to you? No. Uh, oh, you mean here where I live? Oh, no, but I mean... No, there's just I mean, some... Oh, no, no, no. Well, actually, we've got somebody on, I think, on the stress line. Hold on. I did it again. Uh, no, stress line's open. So... Well, and I just, you know, I, I just want to say, um, you know... This this uh this community is really something because you know we get to hear we don't we don't agree on we agree on most things like ninety percent of things I guess and which is nice but this this makes us understand that the other side the real right wing people they are fascist and they they project at every level because if you think about us on our side. We quibble about real shit, but they fall in line like duck step. They duck step. That's what they do. They duck step. This is our line. This is this is this is what we're going with. Took across and said it. You hear it down the line, you know. And they accuse us of being like that, whereas we are free thinkers. You know, we deliberate. We're like, well, I don't know about that. You know, maybe. And it, it's threatening. But but you see, when you and I were growing up, uh, intellectuals were revered. You know, you listened to them because you knew they knew more than you. Well, yeah. That's where knowledge that. came from. And if we keep going down... Smart people were at the college, not in the church. Yeah. You know, church, that's that's off to the side. That's your thing. Church, okay. Meanwhile, we're going to separate these particles. You know, we're going to, you know, examine this dendrite. You know, this dendrite has, 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 has indications of such and such, so we have to look at this. So, yeah. And and we really have to like like sit back and, and really command and say this out loud because this shit is getting out of fucking control. This this is this is ridiculous. This is just like Nazi Germany. And I don't I, I honest yeah. to God don't know how. And this is what puts us so much at risk and makes this nation so vulnerable. We are a liberal democracy. 
and one of the fundamental tenets of fascism is that they always understand that they will be permitted to live and grow in a liberal democracy that has a, a, a commitment to an open society. And so right. the, 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 the very thing that we cherish is the very thing that provides the nutrients for fascism to grow. And so liberal democracy becomes the fertile ground in which fascism rises and eventually quashes and, 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 and chokes to death the very democracy that allowed it to live in the first place. There's only one way to deal with fascism. And, you know, pro tip, it's not by playing kumbaya and singing and holding hands with it. No. You know, they're, they're, you know I, I know the Republicans love to do this, but the fact of the matter is you cannot equate, say, Black Lives Matter or Antifa. You cannot equate them with the fascists. There is no equivalence. See, okay, I like what you just said because, you know, um, there's, there's so much that we have to, that we talk about. And if we if focus on one thing, right, because I'm tangent, man. Right. What you just said, this is what's disturbing. And this is why I brought up that Civil War documentary on um, MSNBC's website. It's three hours long. And I mean, I'm chunking it because they've got, like I said, that the historian, David Fry, it's it's amazing. Uh, I'll take that later. so we have, you know, we really got to keep your eyes open because this this shit is subtle, and this is exactly why that documentary is on. Like we we really have to wake up. I'm, 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 am I being clear here? Yeah, you are. Like you I'm are. Going. You are. Can you pick up where you left off, please? If you would. Well, I mean, it's. It, I don't know. I may. I may have said as much as much as I could have. It's just that. I don't know. In another in another less liberal democracy, you would you would squash fascism like a bug. You know, people would go to prison for being that. It's a philosophical paradox that the only way to have a tolerant society is not to tolerate the intolerant. Okay, that, that, all right, you help me get my thought back. So, remember, uh, way back before this, okay, preface this, I'm prefacing. It's very disturbing that so many Americans don't see a problem with what happened on January 6th. Like, you brought you brought up that comparison, because I brought it up. You know, it just, it's a lot of people, it's just like, I'm like, but this is, this is our government. It's a timing. This was a an insurrection, a coup. Black Lives Matter. Okay, so how do you, I mean these people are entrenched in that? They, they it's like they they just don't. It doesn't matter to them. 
And I'm, I'm just telling you because I deal with a lot. I deal with these folks. And a lot of them are decent. I mean, most of them. I mean, they're nice guys, nice people. But that's their philosophy. And 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 see, these folks got either they have money or they have connections to the money. And this shit is way deeper than you might think. It's way. I'm I'm telling you, just like before. Well, right after January sixth. I I mean I. I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to brag on myself. My, my memory is, I shouldn't even have memory, but my memory is really good. I, I, I've got a pretty good, my wet souls are pretty good. So we had a conversation about how many Congress people, representatives were involved with this, with inside information. And now we're seeing, you know, that's why Jim Jordan couldn't be on that committee. There's a lot of st- it's a lot of stuff going on, and this is this is uh, this, and, uh, this is like the new civil war in that instead of weapons, instead of slavery and weapons, it's it's philosophy and information in terms of of of, of, of the fuel because. These folks have, have I, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand how they think. And they don't understand how we think. The differentiation, though, is that we're kind of interested in how they think. They're not the least bit interested in how we No, remember, remember way back when George W. Bush was waging war against the, the, uh, the, the innocent people of Iraq? And, oh. and, and some people on the so-called left, ha, what left, said, you know, maybe if we understood why they're doing this, we might better be able to combat it. You bunch of sissy liberals, you want to have a sensitivity session when what we need to do is blow their fucking brains all over the sand. That's what we need to do. We need to drop a nuke on them and turn the whole place into glass. And they meant it. They meant that. They did mean they it. mean it. I, and we would just look at him like, okay, like, but it just doesn't, yeah. Damn, they meant that shit. Oh, they, they still mean it. Again, we had the story and, and last week of Nitwit Nero wanting to bomb North, uh, nuke North Korea and blame it on China. Why can't we take some of our planes, paint, paint, paint Chinese shit on them, and just go nuke the fuck out of them? Nobody will ever suspect us. You know what? You know, I know, I know. You know, and a general has work. to look at him and go, "Ah, oh, sorry, it doesn't work like that." See, it's so much shit. We've forgotten about that. I, I, you know what? I don't want to assume anything. I forgot about it way back. It's this is documented. That motherfucker, the aren't the the the, the milf, the Melio fascist, our previous president. He he was he couldn't understand why he couldn't just like drop. A fucking nuclear bomb just to see what would happen. He wanted to see. I mean, we could nuke a hurricane, couldn't we? We could nuke a hurricane. That would probably end the hurricane. The hurricane would run away scared. But remember, he was a result of a black man being the president. Yes, blacklash. 
they'd rather have this this and see this is this is this is interesting because unless you lived in the northeast you don't really understand like the whole thing was a fucking fool's errand like donald trump what that motherfucker's a nut like come on he can't you know every, every we all knew that but middle america didn't know they liked what he had to say he said what they wanted to hear but then here comes the Biden administration, and he's doing what Trump talked about, bringing jobs back, factories are coming back, you know, gas prices are getting down, you know, but, you know, we just don't, we don't have the messaging. You know, we, we need some lunches. We're not getting our message out. Well, it's a lot harder to. She could be a lot fucking worse. She, you know how much worse this shit could be. Oh yeah. Well, Sorry, look at the sir. look at look at the people who get brought on to, to uh, brought on to uh, multi-millionaire for-profit media to talk about um, what the left wants. You know, they're still bringing on old snakehead Carville. <laughs> okay, I mean, come on. When's the last you know? When's the last time you saw Malloy show up on a on an MSNBC program, or Nicole Sandler, or Rick Smith? Mm-mm. You know, nobody can talk. Nobody can talk about labor issues better than Rick Smith. Well, he's got the facts. Yeah, Rick has got, yeah he's and, got the Pittsburgh facts. Yeah, and he's and he's he's also you know he's he's also got the the skin in the game because he's a union member. He knows what the hell's going on. Man, union saved my life. I'm I, I came from the union family, and the union saved my life. I, I mean that. I don't doubt it. I'm 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 the daughter of a of a, of a union household too. Up until my dad uh, took a management job. And he said it was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. Hmm. By the way, we heard from Christopher out in Oregon. Uh, Tracy got to hang out with Christopher while she was uh, up there, and she was really tickled. Uh, Schlap me silly, going back to Matt Schlap. I scoured the interweb tubes high and low, but I couldn't find whether the penis pummeling event was going to be held during the summer or the winter Olympics. Please help. Okay. We'll use the different cowbell for that one, Christopher. Uh, Matt Schlapp, GOP gladhander, says Scott in uh, San Diego. Sounds like his hand got a little too glad. All right, you too. <laughs> you know, y'all going to do what y'all going to do. Hey, hey, Robin, lady. Yeah, indeed. You know what? Um, well, I tell you what. You, um, oh, I took your name in you vain last it. night, by the way. Oh shit! What happened? No, I was. I, I meant, you know, because I'm trying to eat right and everything, and I mentioned that uh, Todd was absolutely right about that Food Lion brand bacon. Oh, that's that's the best bacon I've had in ages. How the fuck does that work? I don't understand it. And I checked it. There's no sugar in it. It's just beautifully smoked. If they could get the nitrites and the nitrates out of it, it'd be perfect. 
that's one of the best products he served. But I six mean, six six strips in the microwave for five minutes, perfect. Sandwich style, chewy, not all burned up and crisp and stony. Don't you know I had I had some of that particular bacon not less I well no probably an hour hour and ten minutes ago. Just just cause I had this baked potato and, and, and before I do something else I got had something in my stomach. Um. Yeah, but that that it, it's like you know it's like the Smithville used to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and something else while you're at the, while you're at the food line, this is just for this is just for uh, you know casual sipping. <laughs> I was over in the international section, and they have little boxes of Tom Yum broth concentrate. They're little. They're like little ketchup packets. Only they got this. Tom Yum broth concentrate in it, and you mix it with hot water. It says to mix it with two cups of water, but I don't do that. I just do it in a regular, like, coffee mug. And you want to talk about something just on a, on a cold night, just to sit around and sip and feel real good about? That stuff. Tom what? Tom Yum. You know, the Tom spicy yum. the spicy Thai soup broth. Oh, oh yes. Oh, it's yes. pungent, and there's the lemongrass and the garlic and the ginger and the chili pepper, and you just sip on that. Oh, it's heavenly. Woo! That's good in the virus season, too. Mm. Uh, every time I feel bad, I call my pal Gang, and I say, will you fix me some Tom Yum uh, Thai hot? And she says, oh, yes. And she delivers. And that uh, there's, nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing that can live in proximity to that soup. See? That's, and get that in your veins. We, we need that. It, I will never forget this New York Times article. New York Times had a, I don't know if they still do it, called the Science Times. Every used to be every Tuesday or Thursday. And and they, they, they did this study. And it, it was like, well, you know, there's a reason that these spicy foods come from hot climates where there's a lot of mosquitoes. Because when that shit gets in your blood, it, it, there's something to it. Garlic, spicy food, um, you know, it helps protect you against pathogens that are transmitted by different things, just, you know, insects, and airborne, whatever. It's good for your blood. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I think you're right. You know. Well, Robin, you are just, you know, just a wealth. No, it's great here. It is absolutely great hearing from you. I'm glad you called in this evening. I hope I hope that you have some backup here. Oh no no we're good. I think I'm actually gonna I think I'm actually gonna end the end the program early because I'm on a new medication regimen and it's playing havoc with me. So probably gonna oh, no. yeah I'm probably gonna knock off early. Well you know what you work hard that's the truth. And, and well thank you. Have. I appreciate that I really really do. And you know. We all, you know, everybody, the whole family, you know, we support you. And um, that's all I can say. If I could say everybody's name, I would, you know. But I will say Lamar's name because he came out the other day, man. But, man, brother, hang in there. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Jude and Tracy and. Especially Tracy, you know, 
Oh, Scott and Dave and, and, and everybody who emails. Yeah, this is a fantastic community. In fact, yesterday I mentioned um, I mentioned the film Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a sweet, wonderful film. Um, and Dave number 11 just said, uh, um, that just sent me a review to it. And the review is perfect. And it's a, a and uh, I guess at uh, uh, one movie review site, it got four out of five strawberry rhubarb pies with Costco vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. Dave number 11 says, warmly recommended. Um, that's it's on Peacock if you've got Peacock, but um, yeah, it's 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 really a great movie. It, it's it's it it's right up there with some Hollywood classics like Roman Holiday. What you know? What speaking now that I'm an old people, <laughs> speaking of, of, of movie classics, uh, Turner, the shit that used to we used to think was old, that shit ain't that old, man. Fucking Turner, man. Fucking put that shit on your DVR. Yo, Dolomite is on there. That fucking movie, man. Dolomite's Dolomite. on TCM? Oh, my God. Oh, Dolomite is a motherfucker, boy. Oh, oh, oh. And Night uh, Night Court returns tonight on NBC. Oh, I, man, yeah. just see that? That's when we were in college, man, fucking Night Court. You know it. Yeah, that op- that that opening riff with that you know with that with that with that bass with that bass run followed by the yeah. saxophone. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. And then Letterman will come on after that. Yeah, Boy, something I like that. It, 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 but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna check that out tonight. Todd, have yourself a good evening, my friend. I'll see you, my friend. All right, be good. See ya. Our buddy Todd calling from uh, South Carolina, Stan. I am. I'm gonna knock off early. Um, Tara and I will be along with uh, the Molloy program at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. We didn't have any this evening, but nonetheless, thank you who do when you do. Uh, fundraising goal will be 780 tomorrow. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this little conversation in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to uh, uh, thanks to Rod. Well, thank you to Steve popping in. I think Roger came by too. Thank you so much. Thanks to our new ni- news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Remember Malloy, 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific. Best place to listen to the first round of Malloy is head on dot live because no commercials. Please like and subscribe this uh, to this podcast. Wherever, however you listen to it, add some feedback, give a comment, uh, and tell your friends and neighbors. I remain convinced that this is one of the most special uh, broadcast events going, and there's a reason this is one of the longest-running progressive broadcasts in the country. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Barch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer. 
Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And for God's sakes, if you happen to walk into the ladies' room and hear a couple of maggots getting ready to come to blows, well, avoid uh, avoid those two seventh-grade maggots like the plague, because they are. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.